Polar7 Enterprises presents Comic NFTs, an ethical approach, using digital collectibles to enhance your independent comic business. Read for you by the author, Greg Choswald. For access to extensive references, images, and a glossary meant for beginners, be sure to download your copy of the book at comicnfts.com. Hey everyone, Greg here. This is a super exciting milestone for the podcast as it's the final episode reading from Comic NFTs and Ethical Approach. If you made it this far, you are a rock star. Thank you for being along for the ride. I want to ask you a really big favor. Please consider voting in the poll that will appear in this Saturday's Ramble. I want your help choosing the direction of this podcast, and there are a few different ways I could go. I want the new episodes of the podcast to reflect what you find the most valuable. Your help would be really appreciated. Today we finish the glossary and end the book with some important acknowledgements. So, without further ado, here we go. The word is royalty. Think transfer fees. Comic writers for any of the top comic publishers will be familiar with the concept of royalties. Oversimplifying, royalties are payments, typically a small percentage, of the sale of the comic paid to the creators each time their comic is sold to a distributor or comic shop. This goes even further in the NFT space. If a royalty percentage is included in the metadata, 5-15% to 15 is pretty common, most, read ethical, marketplaces currently honor this royalty each time the NFT is resold. Unlike the real-life comic world where the creators get nothing when a comic changes hands in the collectibles resell aftermarket, the royalty collected will be sent directly and virtually automatically to the wallet used to originally mint the NFT. This royalty scheme is currently a hot-button issue in the NFT world, so artists should not build their business plans around this royalty just in case it suddenly disappears. However, for the time being at least, the prospect of receiving a small portion of the resale value of each of your NFTs in circulation is a possibility, and even this small amount is infinitely larger than what creators receive from the print comic collector aftermarket. The term is rug pull. Think overpromised, didn't deliver. The term rug pull is derived from the expression pulling the rug out from under someone. As this implies, this involves suddenly and unexpectedly pulling support, in this case from an NFT project. In particular, some NFT projects have promised utility to holders only to have the same developers simply disappear after the NFT mint. Some warning signs of this sort of scam include unreasonably high benefits and returns and an undoxed development team. As with any investment, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. The term is smart contract. Think functions analogous to conditional formatting in Excel. Smart contracts are not really that smart and are definitely not contracts in the legal sense. Instead, they are computer code stored on a blockchain that runs automatically under preset conditions. If you have ever used conditional formatting in Excel, for example, turn a cell red when the number in the cell is less than zero, you have seen something analogous in action. Some smart contracts follow predefined standards so that their actions are consistent and predictable. Most blockchains have standardized NFT smart contracts that allow NFTs to be created, traded, or sold. The word is stablecoin. Think ethereal dollar. Cryptocurrencies are notoriously volatile, with their prices rising and falling dramatically over short periods of time. A stablecoin is a type of cryptocurrency that tries to solve this by being tied using reserves, to the value of some other currency or asset. For example, USDC is tied to the US dollar, and PAX-G is tied to the value of gold. 
The word is token. Think magic crypto train on someone else's track, often used incorrectly as a synonym for cryptocurrency. Over time, the word token has become nuanced in the blockchain world. Cryptocurrency traders often use the word to describe all other cryptocurrencies besides Bitcoin and Ethereum. A more technical definition sees tokens used to describe crypto assets that run on top of another cryptocurrency's blockchain. For example, there are literally dozens of tokens that support specialty dApps, for example tokens for insurance, that run on top of the Ethereum blockchain. In the NFT context, the meaning of token is more akin to Willy Wonka's golden ticket, but each with a serial number, where comparatively few are available and each is unique. It is important to know that a specific collection of NFTs is a set of tokens riding on someone else's blockchain. Ethereum, Solana, and Wax are important examples of chains hosting NFTs. The phrase is the merge, TLDR, a super important upgrade to the Ethereum network. Some NFT critics doubted it would ever happen, but on September 15th, 6.43 a.m. UTC, the Ethereum blockchain went from using proof-of-work to proof-of-stake. In so doing, it went from using an estimated 0.2% of the world's electricity to an amount similar to the energy used by the computers at a single, small university. The merge also laid the groundwork for other important usability features on the Ethereum blockchain to be added in the future. The word is utility. Imagine a kitchen blender with extra attachments. NFTs like that. Utility in the NFT context is a definition in flux, but in general the term is used to talk about the extra things you can do with an NFT besides admire its art. Some examples include NFTs being used for revenue sharing, much like dividend stocks, access keys for Discord channels, tickets to sporting events, IOUs for physical items yet to be manufactured, and used as discount coupons for online purchases. The term is VIRL, virtual in real life, also known as digital, also known as redeemable NFTs. Think redemption game ticket. Have you ever been to an arcade that had a machine that spits out tickets at the end of your game? I'm fond of the basketball version of this type of machine. In the same way you can cash those coupons in for swag at the prize counter, VIRL NFTs are similar. They're a type of NFT that allows you to redeem them for a physical item. On the Wax blockchain, there are NFTs that can be redeemed for rare physical Funko collectibles and Hot Wheels vehicles. There are also carbon offsets that you can purchase and cash in after a flight or any other carbon-intensive activity. VIRL comic NFTs would provide a unique way to do crowdfunding. You could issue a VIRL NFT as a promissory IOU for a physical version of your comic. Once enough NFTs were sold to cover the production, the comic would be printed. These NFTs would then be redeemable for the physical comic. Another potential use case sees NFTs of a particular comic crafted into one redemption NFT. This could then be traded for the physical comic. While the examples above all involve physical products, it should be noted that VIRL NFTs could be used to trade for a service, for example, proofreading a comic, just as easily. As of this edition, it appears that someone has filed a trademark for the term VIRL. Regardless of the name, this concept is an important NFT opportunity. The term is whale. Think Daddy Warbucks, but dripping in digital moolah. A wallet address that holds an extremely large proportion of the supply of a given cryptocurrency. 
A Bitcoin whale, for example, typically refers to an individual or a company with more than 1,000 BTC, although this is just an arbitrary number. Some of the largest holders are crypto exchange wallets, although there are individuals, usually the members of the original development team of the specific blockchain, who hold much more of a specific cryptocurrency than the average user. It is interesting to note that a few of the top whale-level Bitcoin addresses actually belong to lost wallets that are no longer accessible for various reasons. Save those passwords, people. The word is wallet. Think virtual key wallet. A wallet is a piece of software, usually a Chrome extension or a phone app, or hardware that stores your blockchain keys and allows you to access your funds and NFTs on supported blockchains. The word wallet is a little misleading because it can imply that the actual cryptocurrency or NFTs are somehow downloaded into the wallet. This is not the case. Instead, the wallet just provides the means to show what you own on the blockchain or blockchains supported by the wallet. They are analogous to bank apps that allow you to see your account balance even though the actual cash does not reside on your phone. A hardware wallet is a physical device whose sole purpose is to be a key collection for your crypto assets. They are generally considered a safer tool for accessing your blockchain assets. The term is wash trading. Wash trading is a jerk move that takes several forms, but in general, it is a trading practice designed to feed false information into the trading market. One forum sees an NFT trader repeatedly buying and selling NFTs from their own collection to artificially increase its trading volume to make it look more desirable. While this sort of manipulation and or collusion has been illegal in the stock market for decades, I am unaware of any case law or precedent in the NFT space as I type this, even though it may still be technically legal, and it may not be as you read this. It is clearly unethical and not something to engage in. Fortunately, NFT transactions are very transparent, so with a little research, this kind of trading is fairly easy to spot on the blockchain, and many exchanges even have tools to simplify doing this analysis. So with that, we've reached the end of the content of Comic NFT's An Ethical Approach. Especially in the glossary, there are a lot of links and references that you'll want to check out if you want to get into any of the topics in more detail. Before I close, I just want to do some quick thank yous and a territorial acknowledgement. Notes of thanks. I want to give a quick shout out to my editor, Catherine Derensborg, for helping to make this book better. Any passive voice left in the book is solely on me and my stubborn Canadian voice. She tried. Sorry, not sorry. I also want to thank comic industry lawyer Gimal Hennessy for allowing me to excerpt some of his insights. If you're a comic creator and are not already a member of Comics Connection, you are really missing out. I'd also like to thank all of the development teams and NFT projects that allowed me to use screenshots of their NFTs and platforms in the book. This book is dedicated to my wife, who provides the sensible and safe foundation that makes all of my eclectic explorations possible. Territorial Acknowledgement As I sit here at my desk, I cannot help but be in awe of the beauty outside the window of my suburban Vancouver home. My wife and I want to acknowledge with gratitude and respect that our house is located on the shared, traditional, and ancestral lands of the Kwaikwetlam, Katsi, and other Coast Salish peoples. I would also like to use this space to present one of my current favorite NFT projects, Turtle Island NFT. It is not a comic NFT project, but its message and purpose deserve to be heard. The text below is from Cass, founder of Turtle Island NFT, and these highlights from the project description were taken from a Twitter Spaces Mint party on the day of the NFT collection's public launch on October 5th, 2022. Storytelling is very near and dear to our heart. 
It's limitless, and there's so much we can do with it by intertwining Web3, NFTs, and the metaverse. I'm going to share a bit of our project. We're adding some Coast Salish art to the Solana blockchain. The project encompasses three elements. The first element is the Turtle Island NFT collection itself, featuring 12 creatures. There are orcas, bears, thunderbirds, and much more, each with their own story. It's important to showcase indigenous art on a global scale for many reasons. We want it known that the culture, language, and art is not obsolete nor lost. Not only that, but we can adapt to and thrive in the Web3 world. The second part of the project encompasses the tortoise tasks. The experience is self-paced, aims to help the environment better society and educate people on indigenous culture and issues. Non-Indigenous people approached us after the first unmarked graves were uncovered in Canada. They wanted to know what they could do. We simply said, educate yourself. I realized that we could help them do that by making tasks to visit friendship centers, take elders out for lunch, or attend a powwow, for example. That uncovered tragedy woke up a lot of Canadians and, quite frankly, the world about the truth hidden within our history. This is why we made 215 tasks to honor those children and further educate others. We can walk together as one people towards healing and learning from each other. We also threw some fun stuff in there, like go skinny dipping or go out in public dressed as a superhero to keep people engaged and excited to participate. The third and final element, we are donating 50% of the profits towards three Indigenous programs, fighting for clean drinking water on reserves, assistance with missing and murdered Indigenous women, and support for those affected by the traumas of residential school. Take a moment to check out this amazing project at www.turtleislandnft.com. You've been listening to pages 174 through 187 of Comic NFT's An Ethical Approach. The book in its entirety is available as a free PDF to all subscribers at comicnfts.com and for a small fee via Kindle and Gumroad. While we have reached the end of the book, we have exciting plans for the future of this podcast. Stay tuned for more details coming soon.